It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 387. I should probably keep track of these numbers. It's not even hard anymore. We're doing them daily now, but I think it's 387 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, September 28th. I am your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at LockedOnRaptors, where you can find links to every single episode. As always, you've heard the spiel before. Check out the Lockdown Podcast Network, team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. Lockdown Fantasy with Josh Lloyd. Lockdown NBA with David Locke. And then a bunch of other hosts filling in for daily shows on that podcast feed as well uh, across uh, the whole week. So make sure you're checking that out. They did an episode today previewing an actual basketball game because there is actual preseason basketball tonight uh, on Friday. So if you're that is your thing... And the Raptors, like Raptors fans, should be pretty excited about preseason basketball. Make sure you're checking out the corresponding lockdown shows to, uh, you know, get all the preseason basketball stuff you want in your ears. Also, make sure you're checking out the Lockdown NFL shows and the Lockdown College shows as well. Um, whichever college program you root for, there's probably a show launched for it at this point. So make sure you are finding it, rating it, and reviewing it on iTunes. And uh, if you find any show you like on the network, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff that I always ask you to do. It's very helpful. helps with algorithms and all that good stuff. So thank you in advance for taking the very small amount of time that takes. Also, the Lockdown Raptors Fantasy Basketball League is full. Thanks to all the people who sent me the answers. Most of them were incorrect. I had to give people uh, some leeway and just accept them in if they messaged me with the incorrect answer first. But the correct answer to the question is how many points did Peja Stojakovic score as a Raptor is 20. It wasn't 10 that half the people sent me, but uh, I respect the effort and I respect the people listening and sending in their answers, so they're in the league as well. So uh, thanks to everyone who did that. I'll get the invitations out for that pretty soon, and we'll keep track of that throughout the season, I'm sure. And uh, let's get to today's podcast. It's a very fun podcast that I'm very excited for. And for it, I'm joined by one of our favorites from Vice Sports, Raptors Republic, newly of The Athletic, it's Katie Heindel. Katie, what's up? Panelist, Katie Heindel. <laughs> Noted panelist, Katie Noted Heindel. touring panelist. Uh, <laughs> not much as that. I'm good. As you know, I'm very tired for this episode, but, you know, I'm glad we're just having a nice fireside chat about Ibaka's new career. Yes. Uh, so I've teased this all week because, as I've hinted, I'm very excited to talk about this. Uh, Katie's here. We're going to do a review of Serge Ibaka's episode of How Hungry Are You, his cooking show, uh, which I believe has four episodes out now. We're going to review episode four with DeMar DeRozan. So like, there was some rumors that maybe the one that he does with the bench mob is going to be out this week. It's not. It's going to be out next week, so we might have to come back and talk about that one more in depth. But today, it's Serge Ibaka's episode of How Hungry Are You with DeMar DeRozan. Uh, let's get into this thing, Katie. I, I, I don't even know where, where we start. You said this is the first of the show you've watched, correct? Yes. What were your initial thoughts of like the production value, um, and just of the <laughs> overall tone of the show in general? Whose house is it? <laughs> I think it's Serge's. 
Okay. Yeah. Also, so I'm pretty sure it's a different LA. house. He did one, did a couple, I think, in L.A. over the course of the summer because it was a much bigger house. And I don't think Romelu Lukaku from Manchester United was coming to Toronto to do this show. So I think he went to L.A. for his episode, which is episode two. Um, but he has done most of them in Toronto. But this one's in L.A., right? I don't... There's a, there's a big pool outside. Yeah, this one's probably... I think it is in L.A. You're probably right there. Because the first one, I believe, is with Bismack Biombo in Toronto. Because there's, like, at the beginning... And this goes to, like, the whole production value thing. At the beginning, there's a... Uh, like a whole montage of Kensington Market and like Serge going into Sanigan's meat locker and Ooh. getting and getting like the, the food that he's going to cook for Bismack Biombo. There's no such thing in the DeRozan one. It just kind of starts. He's like, hey, DeRozan's coming. I'm making worms. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't think DeRozan would have been on it if he had to come back to Toronto to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, he was probably just at home with his family <laughs> yeah i would imagine so uh i'm still not convinced it wasn't in toronto i have to watch the like to see the apartments and stuff and see the the, the kitchens again but uh, like surge at one point in this episode says something like i've been back for a couple weeks so that to me suggests it's toronto but it might just be he's, been, he's back from his trip to the congo where he was shirtless ca- uh, canoeing um, dancing, and, yeah. dancing in the canoe. Yeah, I think that's what he means. I don't know. I swear, there's a scene where he's out on the pool, and then it kind of does this. There's like a B-roll thing, and yeah. it, there's like this vista. Yeah. I oh don't yeah, think, you're like, right. Even in Mississauga, we don't have vistas like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is LA. I think we've established the location. Any other sort of upfront observations, just about the tone or tenor of the show? Is there a production schedule, or does he just kind of film these? On a, on a whim and then I'm curious to know what the schedule will be once his real job starts <laughs> playing basketball for the Toronto Raptors which I think he isn't really his real job in his life <laughs> so I don't think there's actually a schedule because the first one with Biombo came out on July 17th the second one came out August 20th the third September third. Oh, th- they might be on a bi weekly schedule now because it's the twentieth and then the third and then uh, September seventeenth and then I think the next one will be like next Wednesday or something like that. So maybe that will end up being, uh, or I guess Monday, whatever that two week window would be. I don't know what day it is, um, but that's what I. Th- it, maybe they're on a bi bi weekly schedule now. So maybe he's just gonna work it around like when they're home during the season. Maybe. Yeah. Depending on who his guests are, um, <laughs> and who's like who's filming it. That's what I want to. I want to know who's the, the crew. That's my biggest question because it seems like he's just got like a couple stationary cameras there. Like that's what I think too. But then there's some close-ups of like the cooking process, so there must be somebody there working the camera. I don't know who. I don't know if he like enlists someone from Open Gym to make a little extra scratch on the side and come film how hungry are you but at the same time open gym is made so well that i don't think it could be anybody who's involved with that uh working on this show just like an intern <laughs> an intern we found it's lorenzo brown actually oh. <laughs> yeah I, I, now the, the one-year contract for him makes sense now <laughs> i have to say i was definitely more excited like leading up to it from us talking about it and be like okay i'm gonna watch this mm-hmm. before we do the podcast and i'm, I'm gonna like t- i'll have plenty of things to talk about it maybe i'll need <laughs> to take notes but th- there really isn't anything 
that happens that's that exciting. A safe for like DeRozan, you know, getting there. I guess I was a bit nervous, like, how's he going to seem? But he seems 100% fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he seems like almost like very relaxed uh, and kind of at, more at ease than, I don't know. Maybe his Instagram has led on all season, all summer. <laughs> but even before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a good or bad sign anyway um, and I don't know why he has a Batman hat on <laughs> <laughs> and is he wearing a Marvin the Martian shirt that's in okay. this is that what he's wearing with yeah. the t-shirt yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a weird combination but maybe he's auditioning to be the referee in Space Jam 2 possibly yeah. possibly um, uh, but but he seems good he seems very happy and that's the highlight is when he gets there because before that surge just seems kind of awkward yeah um, and he's obviously like trying to kill time before he told demar <laughs> to like show up in like five minutes or something you know yeah yeah I, I, yeah i wonder like did surge know demar was going to show up and just like walk in because he did like there was no knocking he, at all and the other previous the episodes open, yeah the previous episodes there's been like a whole knock sequence where like Romola Lukaku will knock on the door and, and Serge will answer and be like, hey man, how's it going? Like like one of those, like when they shoot the the surprise scene in Pit My Ride, where like, they've definitely already done this, they're just reshooting it for a dramatic effect, like... Yeah, I think yeah. my take is that he might have already just been there, and then <laughs> Ibaka was like, hey, let's the episode because maybe he didn't know if tomorrow would be into it or not right right and then he was like can you leave can you just go sit out by the pool for like five <laughs> minutes and then come back in yeah the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So for the people who haven't watched this, by the way, like if, if you're listening, just watch the 10-minute video and then listen it's to the podcast. It's a quick watch. It's, yeah, it's real quick. You can probably fast forward through parts of it because nothing. It, like so there are parts of this where it almost just looks like you know how some podcasts are like broadcast on YouTube, which and it's just people sitting at microphones. Talk. Yes. It almost just looks like it looks like a Joe Rogan podcast almost, where they're just oh, sitting that around. Rude. Yeah, I mean, with like less problematic themes and terrible guests, but like just the the concept of just like two dudes sitting and talking with nothing really. There's no like graphics or anything like that. There's no you know different camera angles. They're just kind of talking about the trade for like three minutes with no editing or production value added at all. True. Yeah. So for people who haven't watched it, again, just watch it. But Serge is uh, cooking up a nice meal of, uh, of worms, which he, I believe, refers to as Congolese fried chicken. And that's how he lures DeMar into the whole trap. Um, and... He's very secretive. He keeps, mm-hmm. he keeps the pan down on top of the pan on the stove so he doesn't see it when he comes in. Yeah. And then he has him, like, leave yeah. <laughs> to go somewhere else. Well, he, he sets out the plate and then he covers it with another plate. He's, like, definitely <laughs> the master of surprise. <laughs> My biggest observation about all that is that, like, his pans are, like, kind of shitty and old-looking. 
Oh, I thought like they're nice pants and they show uh, signs of wear, which to me all this time I was like, is he kind of like a poser chef? Like, is he like, I'm going to be a celebrity <laughs> chef, but it's like, oh, he looks like he uses these pants. Right. They just look like the pants that like uh, a restaurant that can't afford new pans has stuck with because, hey, like at least there's some flavor baked into these things. But like, and, and yeah, like that, that kind of, that kind of pan is, I guess, supposed to kind of accrue flavor over time. So, yeah, what do we know about pans? Not I don't know. Much. I have a really good rock pan. It, it's awesome. I can do anything with it. Nothing sticks to it. I can put it in the oven. It's awesome. We should get Serge yeah, a rock. Yeah, but like, then the next step is you're going to get into different kinds of pans for different kinds of food. Right. You know? Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's like, maybe he's advanced pan knowledge compared to us. <laughs> he's got a cast iron skillet somewhere. He's got uh, like just like a griddle for, yeah. for eggs. I don't think he's making any eggs. <laughs> it's far too normal. For all the his like pans that he's got on deck, I don't know if you took a look behind in like the cupboards. Yeah, <laughs> he's got like one million wine glasses, like martini glasses, and all different like sizes of wine glasses, and just like weird stuff that makes me think it's not his house at all. Or it's just like a rental, or they're just somewhere. It's the show home. This. Yeah, it it's... seems like it, it's like kind of like um. It's Ryan Atwood's house in the OC. Airbnb. Yeah. It's what? It's Ryan Atwood's house in season one of the OC. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's like when you go stay at an Airbnb and you're like, oh, this seems fine, but no one definitely lives here. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good point. What did you make of Serge's preparation of the food? The Like, he didn't really, he just put salt, yeah, it just was salt and pepper and water. Which like oil. I mean he's like letting the food breathe like like just be the star I suppose he's letting the worms be the star but like he oh, didn't really add much in the way of like Congolese spices or anything like that um, but the thing that I like laughed out loud at was when he picked up one of the worms while it was still moving and was like hello ooh, ooh, ooh. and then it jumped down he's like no you got to get back in there I thought it was just adorable <laughs> it was like a, it was what makes it was one of those like. Uh, you know, most cooking shows are so scripted. I like the cooking shows where the person is allowed to be a little bit weird, a little bit sort of on the fly with, with what they say and do while they're preparing the, their, their food. True. There is a scene where after he's done cooking, he, he like has put the plate down in front of DeRozan. Yeah. And then he, he it goes back to some B-roll, I guess, from this missed preparation that we didn't see. And he's like... <laughs> tossing the worms and it looks like it's more in like is there like kind of a coating and like a spice melange whereas what we saw him cooking it he's just like so i just do water salt black pepper (laughs) oil so i don't know if he had like a separate thing of worms on deck as they do sometimes in cooking shows they'll have like the the, all different stages of it Mm -hmm. because those worms actually look good (laughs) the second worms yeah i do think he is sort of hampering himself a little bit just because like the just like the shade of the of the filming like it's not very flattering for food right it's more of like a no, it doesn't, it's like it doesn't a look gritty good. superhero movie as opposed to like a cooking show because most cooking shows you'll see just like vibrant colors there'll be like a, a horn of plenty with stuff just spilling out of it on the on the on the back counter there's like a whole just like I don't know, like a windowsill full of herbs. There's not any, like, it's a very <laughs> sterile kitchen to be doing this in, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's super stark, and it doesn't it doesn't really help with the big reveal. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not sure he has anything other than salt and pepper in his cupboards. <laughs> also, when they do, I just watched it again, when they do the big reveal, yeah. and the cameraman 
it's like shaking around. <laughs> like they do, they do like a kind of comic zoom in out, in out, and then yeah. it's shaking from side to side. Lorenzo Brown got a text at this time. He got a little sidetracked. Uh, or he's laughing. I can't tell. Yeah. Or he's also scared. <laughs> Um, so we've talked about the, the cooking show elements of it. Let's talk about the DeMar conversation, I suppose, because that, I think, is what most people tune into this thing for and not the actual cooking. Um, and, like, Serge didn't even take us through the process for, for cooking the rice either. I mean, it's no, pretty I boring. how long he cooked this whole thing for at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it is the most, it's the least anyone has ever cooked on a cooking show before, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Definitely. There was no measuring of ingredients. There was no no detail. He didn't have a second prepared uh, pan of worms to pull out as like, the oh, look, this is what it's going to look like when it's done as the other one was cooking. You know what I mean? Like, you know how on like a baking show there's like seven different stages of the yeah. thing already made? He didn't have yeah. that at all. Um, but his, I guess it was a good try. If you didn't watch the previous ones, the one he did with Romelu Lukaku – he made, like, fried uh, chicken feet. And that okay. he actually, like, did a little bit of cooking for. He put oil in the pan. You saw the sizzle when he put them in the pan. There was lots of herbs and spices on them. Um, and that was a little bit more, you know, intricate in terms of his cooking. But this one was mostly it just seemed like an excuse to, to demite, invite DeMar over to just kind of talk. I think and, like, and punk him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Although... Kind of felt like DeMar ended up punking Serge for the most part of the conversation. Um, The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So they like Demar gets there. They they exchange pleasantries. Serge instantly is like, "You love food." And one time last year, you said you would try anything. And like, it's he's like, it's like he trapped him. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I got you now because you said this a year ago. Um, and then they just kind of start talking about the trade and stuff, and I don't know, any takeaways for you from DeMar's responses to Serge's very inquisitive questions? No, I mean, you know it's not the first time they, they talked about it, right? They obviously had, like, off-camera off conversations about this probably closer to when it happened. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever he was going to ask him, it's not like he was going to get really, like, a new or candid sort of answer. It just seemed like they were... Again, it just seemed like DeMar was pretty comfortable. He's like, yeah, like, I'm good. He mm. seems good. He seems, like, happy and kind of at ease with himself. I don't well, – he didn't really ask him anything specific. He was just like, you know, what do you have to say to the fans? Yeah. <laughs> and I was... he's like, they already know. Like, they know that I like I love them, and, and I feel like that's not anything new. It's nice to hear him say it, but yeah. they, he, he wasn't really, like – what are your feelings about it now? Yeah, that, that's fair. I, I, a couple of things, like, Damar did kind of, it was making me a little bit sad when he was talking about how, you know, he's there for nine, nine years and you don't really appreciate it until you're gone. Yeah. Um, that made me a little bit sad and, you know, longing for a time in which Damar was on the Raptors. And he, you know, 
Surge kind of pushed him on this. He's like, yeah, it sucks, but hey, it's a business, you know. And then, like, it seemed like that was, like, the light bulb that went off in Damar's head after the summer of him being kind of upset about the trade. It's like, you know what, Surge, you're right. It is a business, and I understand it. I don't think that's when the light bulb moment came from Damar. I think he had it a long time Am I giving ago. Surge too much credit here? Yeah, absolutely. Because I would say, if anything, when Surge was talking to Damar about it, he never says, like, he says the team. I notice a lot. He's yeah. never like my team, right. our team, right? Because right. it would still make sense for him to refer to it them as our team to DeRozan, right? Even though in the past tense, but he's like, you know, yeah, like you were there for nine years, and he he can't say that about Toronto. Well, right. he says as long as he ever was somewhere, it's like seven years, right? But he's like, you know, two years here with the team or like this team. <laughs> I'm just like, man. <laughs> you're gonna go at any moment like he's got no like he's got no investment whatsoever <laughs> that's all this really made me think <laughs> and then I made, made me kind of sadder because um, DeMar obviously did yeah uh, one of the things that struck me was maybe a little bit of Russell Westbrook shade where Serge goes you're one of the best superstars I've ever played with because <laughs> if you think you back well, if you think back in Serge Ibaka's career, yeah. he's played with the Thunder, where his superstars were, I guess, James Harden at, at some point before he really kind of hit superstardom, um, and okay. then Russ and KD, and then he played on the Magic with no superstars to speak of, and then came to Toronto, and I guess Lowry and DeMar would be the other two that you would throw into that fold, but I interpreted it as, you're better than Russ, but... Better to play with than Russ, but you know, I, maybe that's not a surprise at all. Why Westbrook and not like Durant or Harden? <laughs> or do you think it's like one of those um, ink book tests? So it's like whoever you think of first. Yeah, I mean, it, it could just be it could be Durant, I suppose. I, I just don't think there's like to say Demar is better than Durant is stretching it a little bit. I would say. Um, who do you think people oh, like? Oh, you hate Russell Westbrook, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm not a huge Russ guy. You love yeah, him. You picked him like I first like overall in the cool draft. Yeah, he's a cool guy. <laughs> uh, he's fine. Like, who do you think guys prefer to play with between KD and Russ? Probably KD. Yeah. But I feel like maybe not. They're both they're both very different, but in some ways they're exactly the same. Yeah. Like you're not really gonna. They're not. They don't really strike me as like chatty dudes. Durant's like a huge nerd. So, like, maybe you could talk to him about nerdy things, but mm. he's, you know, he's not, yeah, neither of them are really chatty, and Russell Westbrook is very much just, like, I'll talk about fashion, <laughs> or, like, my idea of fashion, and basketball. So, maybe, it's, like, maybe DeRozan was the the, the all-star that he ever, that Ibaka got to ever talk to the most. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe they just, like, never acknowledge Serge's existence. <laughs> Except when he went to a rave this summer, I guess now he's fun. <laughs> but like all three of those guys, you know, it's not like, it's not, not that DeRozan isn't a fun guy, but I'm just saying it's not hard to measure up. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like actually now that I think about it, like Serge and Russ would kind of overlap. Like Serge seems like a fashion type of guy, right? Like he, yeah, he, he seems to skew more is. Russ than KD in terms of like interests. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. One other note that I had about this interaction is there like do you think Demar just owes a bunch of people money for like card games and stuff from over the years because Serge acted like Demar never pays up for anything when they made this bet about what he's going to do when they play the when the Spurs play the Raptors. 
No. No? You don't think he just... <laughs> you don't think Surge is the only person he owes money to? <laughs> Do you owe a lot of people money? No, but I'm just like, the way Surge was like really grilling him, like, you have to pay. You have to pay the $100. It made it sound like there was a time where he didn't pay $100 that he owed for a bet. Wait, maybe I missed that in this short, short episode. <laughs> yeah, so there's the inter- yeah, here's the interaction. Yeah. Where uh, Demar says he's probably going to go for fifty, and then Serge says, "No, I'm going to block everything." And then uh, Demar yeah. said, "If you go for my pump pump fake, that's one hundred. If you block me, that's a hundred that you win." And they're gonna like they're like, "Okay, yeah, a hundred to my charity and a hundred to your charity for vice versa, whatever happens in that bet." And Serge is like, but you have to pay up. Multiple times he said this because it sounds like he's been jilted by Demar in a card game or something <laughs> in the past. That's just again my my reading of it. But like he Why seemed very game? aggressive. Why not about just it? like things that they maybe when they're just shooting around or something? I guess like, I know, just I, like I don't how know. everybody kind of shit talks and they're like, oh, if I make this, you know. Guys play cards on the plane. No, that just seems like a thing that happens. Everyone talks. I don't know. Card I, games I've on the never plane. thought about that. No. Maybe I'm just listening to too many Jared Dudley podcasts, but... I mean, I hope he pays up. It's for charity. Come yeah. Like, I feel like DeMar wouldn't... Like, Yeah, I don't, I don't no, think DeMar would be... No, he wouldn't the charity. No, not at all. Um, but no, it just that struck me because it seemed like Serge was really concerned about the $100 and whether or not DeMar was actually going to pay up. I feel like he wouldn't pay up. Maybe he does. Maybe this has happened to Serge a few times because I would... Like, I don't know. I would make a bet with Serge and be like, eh. <laughs> like, yeah. it was a joke. Like, he but, made a bet with Steven Adams, and Steven Adams is like, mate, that was a joke, but. <laughs> yeah. Steven Adams is probably always doing that. He's like, I don't even know how to play cards. <laughs> oh. Mate. <laughs> um, I want to see Steven Adams on the show. That'd be fun. I bet he's eating some weird shit. Yeah, they could make yeah. some really weird shit together. Yeah, and he just he'd probably be more more forward than anybody. Like he wouldn't have to do the convincing. There wouldn't be the dramatic like minute long Damar staring at the plate. <laughs> or standing in the corner yeah. or the like twenty second long where he's like, yo and then it gets pitched down and it slows, it's like yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> So that was pretty funny. <laughs> but it lasted way too long. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that is not no chicken, man, I believe was the quote. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, was Damar being a little dramatic about, like, how would you have reacted if this was the, the the plate of food revealed to you if you were sitting there having a chat with Serge? I would, the, like, he had to know something weird was going to be on the plate or that he wasn't expecting because he was, he already prefaced it with saying, like, he promised you'd eat. Yeah. Anything. And like, watch the previous episodes, Damar. Like, but I don't think yeah, which is fair. Like, like I am neither. Yeah, he made the kaku eat chicken feet. I believe Carrie Champion had to eat like goat Fish eyeballs. Eyes. Fish eyes. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, and then I like Damar's. I hope it ain't no goat nuts or nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was your sort of reaction? How did you read the Damar reaction? Are you happy you finally ate it? Um, well, any sort of observations from that part? Yeah, I'm happy he ate it. I, I like that he was just kept going for the rice, and then eventually Serge like grabs his arm, and he's like, "No." Serge um, also serves it to him with a fork, and then says, "No, don't use the fork." Yeah, like basically slaps him on the hand. Um, 
Yeah, I'm glad he did it. Yeah. I think that I don't think he like ate any more than that. What no. would I do? I guess I would have this, a similar reaction. Right. I don't know. I feel like maybe it was a bit more pronounced because he's kind of shy and he he, he was uh, it was all caught on camera. Right, right. And then he realized maybe he had to. Oh, he shit! Like he's got to do it. What would you do? Uh, probably sim- something similar. Like I, I don't know. I think I think I've eaten worms before. At some point, I don't have any worms. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I would eat it probably. Surge put so much love into it, you know. <laughs> Although, my, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, the thing that I laughed at was Surge's like, "So how is it?" And Demar takes a couple chews. He's like, "It's a little burnt." <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah, you've had it sitting on the pan for like the entire conversation here, sir. You said four hours, but then he's I believe. Like, it's supposed to be a little burnt. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. then I was like, "Oh, interesting! Like, does something happen in the process of like cooking the bugs <laughs> that they need to be a little burnt, or like, are the does it kill off some type of like poison, like, <laughs> like lactic acid, or something?" <laughs> Excuse me, I'm dying. <laughs> um, I guess the uh, we can wrap it up by talking about the end where uh, he asked Demar to challenge someone else to do the How Hungry Are You Challenge, and Demar D- D- suggests Drake. Yeah. And then he ends up, the next episode is with the bench mob and not Drake. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was an accident. No. Or maybe he's coming on in a later episode. Yeah, I mean, I guess once they're back in Toronto and, like, Drake's coming to games, maybe Serge will, like, commandeer the, like, the team kitchen in the locker room at some point and oh, yeah. shoot the episode in there. I would just like to see him do it in different kitchens all over the place. That'd be kind of fun. In, like, other people's real kitchens. Yeah, other people's real kitchens. No more you know, of the set. Yeah, ones that have, you know, actual, like, produce kicking around um, and, like, some nice natural light that's not being just damped by the camera. <laughs> I can't get over how sterile the kitchen looks for a cooking show. That's like again. That think that I think that's the thing that gets me the most. Also, I believe the one he does with. I think the one he does with Carrie Champion is all black and white, which seems like a bad idea for a cooking show. Or there are big stretches of it that are black and white. Wait, like they treat it black and white? Yeah, like there's just like film, like yeah, film noir. That doesn't surprise me. That's like a, that seems like a surge style thing to do. Oh, um, there's not okay. I'm just scrolling through on the, the scrubbing thing here. Eh, there's not that much. There's a couple times of black and white, but not much. Um, also, the opening to the Carrie Champion one, it's like a, like a screen split. Oh no, no, sorry. They go through this door, and it's just Surge sitting in a chair, <laughs> to open the show. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, and it's um, definitely what do you think he's in gonna LA cook for for the bench. What's that? What do you think he's gonna cook for the bench? That is such a good question. Uh, he's got to cook something you can make a lot of. Yeah. Like it can't be like a a small serving type thing. Um, maybe like a stew of some kind. Yeah, or like a, a weep stew. I should, yeah. Not weird. I shouldn't say this. No, none of it's weird. Like. All of it's stuff that it's he grew weird. up eating, so it's it's stuff that is different, obviously. But yeah, yes. like a, like a weird, weird. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like some stew with. Uh, I guess this one's filmed. I guess it would be. Would it be back in Toronto? Probably not. It's probably still in L.A. 
just after oh maybe he's like cooking for all the the guys after they come from their like run at UCLA because the bench mob was there for so long like maybe he's just got like, he's cooking them he's got to cook them a nice hearty meal so maybe some sort of pasta at the end of the day <laughs> he hasn't really drawn from his he hasn't really drawn from his Spanish connections yet because like he obviously like plays for the Spanish national team has lived in Spain true there's not like maybe he'll make a nice paella for or uh, just like a whole bunch of tapas yeah yo man I'm excited now <laughs> this I hope this is the episode where he really gets his cooking going because like cooking has been secondary to the conversation yeah I'm, I'm so like far. convinced that he likes it but I don't know like how much of it he actually does yeah I wonder if he has like recipe cards at all in his kitchen no I think he's just kind of winging it yeah the salt That's and pepper, sense. yeah. Recipe one, salt, pepper, meat. <laughs> recipe two, salt, pepper, other meat. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, I just looked at the beginning again, and there's palm trees, so it's definitely yeah, LA. Yeah, and it's the the one with Carrie Champion also looks like there's palm trees in the back, so I think we've figured out the location. Um, so that's one mystery solved. One mystery completely solved. Uh <laughs> I think we could probably wrap it there. This is a pretty comprehensive comprehensive conversation about a thing in which not much happened. Excuse yeah, there's me. literally nothing else to say about it. No. Damar seems good. I'm glad he didn't seem too bitter. I don't think we would have seen it if he was actually bitter. Nah. Like, more cooking, Serge. Just do more cooking. I want more sequencing of you cutting up vegetables and, you know... I want to see him like shaking, the, lifting the pan, and doing the toss. Yeah, and flames. Yeah, yeah, I a little flambe so. action. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So, Serge, the the conversation part, the the less of that there is. No one wants to. No one like wants to watch chopped and have it be forty five minutes of judges talking about the food. We just want to watch the food get made. So, that's my advice. And hijinks. <laughs> He should actually have like instead of surprising everyone with the with what he makes, he should have everyone contribute to the cooking. Like a nice family cook off with the bench would be, I think, delightful next week. Yeah, but it's his show, and he's trying to set himself up for his second career. True. So true. He can't let anyone else take take control. Within the next, let's say, seven years, will we see Serge Ibaka on a season of Next Food Food Network star? Yeah. Yeah, I hope but so. But like a like a guest, you think like his own show? No, I think like he'll be a contestant on that show because it's like a Uh-oh. it's like a contest show, like where they eliminate people each week. I, I didn't even know it was a show. Yeah, Bobby Flay and uh, Giada De Laurentiis, I think is her name. They host it and they sort of groom the next Food Network star to be like to have their own show, kind of thing. All right. So I hope yeah. Serge does that after his career or like just do it in the off season I don't, I don't know when they shoot the show but um we should probably wrap it there we've gone on so long for something that really didn't deserve it but whatever um <laughs> katie where can people check out your work uh where can people find you the athletic <laughs> hell yeah the athletic uh for raptor stuff the athletic starting this season starting now um and for the rest of it just online, as always, just on the internet. Awesome. Uh, everyone, you can subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. Best way to support the show, as always. 
Uh, we've been doing really well in the rankings lately, and that is because of you nice people. So thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving ratings and, and sharing it around. Tell a friend. It's very nice when you do that. Um, we will be back again on either Sunday morning or Saturday night, depending on when I actually get to watching the Raptors preseason game against the Blazers. Uh, I might be home a little bit after that starts, so I'm going to have to do it a little bit later. But there will be a recap episode for the first preseason game, which is very exciting. And then on Monday, I'm not sure what we're doing yet, but it'll be fun, I'm sure. And then at some point next week, I'm going to be doing an episode with Dan Grant where he's going to break down and critique my final top 120 in ranking every Raptor. Uh, he was on for the first part uh, where we ranked players two. We talked about players 220 through 121. Uh, he's going to pick apart the rest of it, and uh, that should be exciting. The final 10 players of Ranking Every Raptor will be put up on Raptors HQ on Monday, and uh, looking forward to that. It's the least fun part. There's no weird, sad names in it. They're all just pretty good players, which is fine, I guess. Um, but thank you for everyone who's read that, and uh, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Locked On Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.